This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Above Average Podcast with me, Adam Proud. And this time we are also joined by Mr. Luke John Harrison, who has been on the podcast before, but I like to get him on because he loves to let his mouth run. So how are you doing, mate? Good, good. Excited once again, mate. Excited once again a bit. Just to talk to me again this time? Yeah. Fantastic, Obviously. mate. Fantastic. So last time we kind of talked a little bit about your entire life. We kind of went through you doing sex scenes in movies, you doing drugs, all that sort of stuff. So now I want to keep this episode relatively short. So I want to talk about the main thing that you get into, which is fitness. Mm-hmm. So helping people lose weight, maintain healthy habits and stuff. So just give give us a brief overview of what it is you actually do, first of all. Uh, I take people from feeling like shit to feeling amazing. Fantastic. So, and how do you do that? <laughs> there are a variety of ways, um, but the main way, the first way, is get them into a fitness routine. A, mo- a regular routine of movement, sweating, smiling, having some fun, making sure that they get fit and supercharge their energy. Excellent. So, wh- wh- when did you kind of start this with people? What was the drive behind starting this out? So, I start- well, I was a plumber for eight years. I became sick of my job I became anxious worried overthinker that's a story for another day but when I I was always kind of into the gym since I left school I got into lifting weights and I got into the boxing training then I got into a bit crossfit then I got into all kinds of other training stuff I like just going to the gym and using my body I love the feeling of sweating and pushing your body through things so as I I did that whilst I was a plumber um, whilst partying at the same time then realising I can't get a fit, healthy, strong body and mind whilst I'm snorting cocaine on a weekend and I'm drinking like I, I do. Um, and also with a job that I hate, that's not good for me mentally. So I decided to start fitness boot camps outside uh, nearly 10 years ago now. And that wow. was started in South Shields with a small group of about five or six people. And now it's developed into this um, online and in-person hybrid bit of a monster called Total Supercharged Tribe. <laughs> a monster. Is that how you describe your business yeah. as a monster? Fantastic, mate. So I want, I want to level with you, right? Like, so obviously people come to you primarily to lose weight. That's the first thing on their mind. Would you say that's about I, correct? I would say at first. Yeah. And I would say probably at least half of right. the people. I would say at least 50%. So, um, because of the message that I put out, there's 50% probably I want to lose some weight mm-hmm. and tone up. But there's all probably, I would say now that... F- because I've changed my message a little bit, that half would probably come for the mental side of it. Yeah. But the people who come to lose weight eventually realize after weeks or months and need this more for the mental side yeah. rather Absolutely. than the physical. Yeah, 100%. I think that's important when you start training because everyone starts to train for a specific reason. Normally one of two, they want to look good yeah. or they want to lose weight or gain weight, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the two. They want to have yeah. a weight fluctuation or they want to just look good in the mirror, right? And then they come to realize that actually, shit, this makes me feel fucking wicked. Yep. Like, it makes me feel like I want to move more. And, and very, very little do I hear people going, oh, I like, I need more energy. They say I've got no energy, but very rarely do they say I need more energy. It's always I've got no energy, but that's, there's no thing beyond that. Um, so is energy sort of the, the main thing that you... Energy is the main thing that you preach. I'm not even going to ask that question, right? Energy is the main thing you preach. So when it comes to people's energy, what does having more energy do? If you would, if someone would say to you, well, I'm not really fussed on energy, like they don't know their own energy levels... What does energy allow people to do? Energy gives you the ability to do more with your life. It's quite Mm. as simple as that. It enables you to handle your emotions easier. It enables you to take more risks. It enables you to be a better role model. It enables you to have healthier food choices because you're not 
um, always looking for the quick fix all the time. You're not needing the quick sugar rush or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it allows you to focus more, produce more at work. It allows you to be calmer with those around you. There's so many advantages to it. And I think people know this really. It's just energy is not easy to create. Yeah. It's hard to create because we must sometimes restrict things or we must push our body through things which are uncomfortable so that we gain fitness levels. And obviously, yeah. usually the fitter you become, the more energized you feel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So why do you think it is that people can't lose weight or don't lose weight, rather, I would say? Because everyone can, but what is it that what is it that you think stops people from losing weight? Why is there so much, like, obesity in the world? Why is there, you know, so many people going, oh, I'm not happy with my body. Why this? Why that? Why have I got love handles? Like, what is it that stops people from losing weight? Yeah, there's, there's obviously loads of factors that you could go into, um, but it's too easy to be fat now. Mm. It's too easy. I agree. And what's easy to do is easy not to do as well. Like, it's it's easy to just tell yourself, you know, I'm going to be a bit more active to every day, but it's easy not to do that as well. Mm. What's what's easy to do is also easy not to do. Um, but because we are living in a world of convenience, we have a world of convenience, mm. but we have less time. But that's a story that people tell you. They mention about not having time to go to the gym, don't have time to eat well, just grab on the go, just do... Do, Tesco I'm, meal deals. Yeah, I'm quick. I need something quick for lunch, you know. I'm always rushing around. But the world is more convenient than ever. Like, we can get things at the click of a button. We can go to any supermarket and buy healthy food. In fact, usually mm. when you walk in the supermarket, actually the first thing you usually see is vegetables. But how many people mm. just walk past that and go for the convenience aisle, right? You do. Like, yeah, you go to Tesco, yeah. it's usually vegetables. As It's usually the fruit and veg first. Like, it's there, but we often disregard it because obviously we can't just pick it up and eat it. We can't pick up a head of broccoli and eat it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be very fucking nice. Right? No. But we can pick up a Mars bar, we can pick up a pack of crisps and eat that immediately and it tastes nice. So obviously the the, the things that are there that are healthy are not convenient and easy. <laughs> Speaking of that, I don't know whether you guys can hear that in the background. So every day at about half past one, which is it is now, we get this ice cream van comes around. And have we ever run out to get an ice cream, Luke? We have never uh, run we have out to get never an ice cream. Run. We are healthy. I have several mo- times on doing my video said, would you like an ice cream? In yeah. response to that <laughs> It's just in the background, man. <laughs> just ten- but is, isn't it funny that like, we're talking about food and then the ice cream guy comes around, right? Like, how many people do you think are going to run out to that van now outside? Because we're on an industrial estate, guys. So there's lots of businesses. But how many people do you think are going to run out and get one? Obviously, it's November. It's not ice cream season. But there will be people that still go to that van the, pretty re- regularly. The, the van will sell sweets and all kinds of stuff, yeah, like, yeah. which is quick and easy. And again, it's convenience, isn't it? Anything mm. that's convenient, we'll go after. Yeah. Like, convenience is addictive. Conve- once things are more convenient, this is why Amazon is the biggest... Um, distributor in the world more or less now because yeah, yeah, yeah. of not because that 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 have an excellent superior quality product they just sell all sorts but what they do is they make it so convenient mm-hmm. that people keep coming back for more Domino's so convenient order it on the app it's like delivered in 15 minutes or something like that's fucking convenient yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, would t- it would take you like less time to get a Domino's than it would to cook something healthy so it's like well why wouldn't I want to do that you know mm-hmm. so the, the world is so much more convenient but yet we blame less time. But yeah. I think time is not the issue. It's just about priorities. And well, I've heard a lot of people that. say that, you know, like it, it, eating healthy is expensive. Yeah. It's not expensive. I'll tell you what is expensive. Getting fat, feeling like shit and having to pay medical bills when you're older. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking expensive. Yeah. Being on medication for the rest of your life. Unless obviously, yeah, you can, you can say we get the NHS here in the UK and it's free. But ultimately, like, what's it costing you? to be overweight what's it costing you to be unhealthy it's Mm -hmm. not always about weight we know this there's plenty of skinny people who feel like shit yeah 
But obviously, obesity leads to diabetes, heart failure, um, lack of self-confidence, and a lot of other host, whole host of issues as yeah. well. But likely, let's just use the word unhealthy. If you're unhealthy, it leads you to low energy, yeah. which likely leads you to low libido, which could cause a break in the relationship. You know, if you're unhealthy, then what kind of a representation are you giving to your kids? For them growing up, they're going to follow yeah. what you do, not what you say. They're just going to follow your food habits, your smoking habits, your drinking habits, your living habits. So then they're going to grow and your grandchildren are going to end up the same as you. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're unhealthy, it's costing you more to be unhealthy than it is to be healthy because all we see is just the money side of it. Yeah, Eating healthy is not a cost. It's an investment because we're getting exp- something. It's not even expensive, line, right? It's not expensive. Being fat, feeling like shit, Feeling unhealthy is expensive because you feel like crap. And when you feel like crap, you want to fill the void quick. So what do you do? Buy quick things. What are quick things usually? Like takeaways and stuff like that. Fucking expensive. Yeah. When it's it works out a third, a quarter of the price to go to the supermarket, buy the ingredients to cook them yourself. Yeah. It costs three or four times as much to get a takeaway. But people will pay that several times a week because they feel like shit. Nobody usually feels fucking amazing and gets a takeaway. <laughs> Do they? They usually don't. It's like, I feel fucking on top of the world. You know what? I'm going to get a pizza tonight. I'm going to get yeah. a Domino's and chips and chocolate and I'm going to stuff my face. Well, they might, celebra- they might, they might celebrate. That is a good point. They might yeah, celebrate. I mean, yeah. I celebrate with a, a treat meal once or twice a week because I do feel good and I, that's cool. But... I don't usually celebrate because I feel amazing. Like, I, 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 sorry, I, I'll rephrase that. I don't go and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to have fish and chips tonight because I feel fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I eat well during the week and I'm like, I'm going to indulge in this lovely food on Friday because I've worked hard all week. I've earned it. Yeah. I, I don't deserve it because I've done, done well. I'm not a dog. You don't need really to reward myself with food. <laughs> but I've earned it and I look yeah. forward to it and I've planned it. But I'll not, you know, so pe- what, the, the main point is, mate, like, people feel like shit and then have these immediate things, which ultimately cost more money, take away the health, but because something is slightly more expensive in monetary terms, they believe it's too expensive to do, and they see it as a cost. Mm-hmm. Being fat, being sick, being unhealthy is a cost. Eating healthy food, going to the gym, looking after your body is an investment, and it'll be worth every fucking penny. Yeah, invest now before you have to invest, basically. Yeah. Invest in your health now before you... Because, like, I started quite young, and I'm quite fortunate that, but my mom and dad were never massive gym goers. I mean, they did, like, a few sessions here and there, like, a year of a personal trainer and that, but it's funny that, like, obviously, we talk about following our parents' bad habits and stuff like that. Like, both my parents are, you know, they're not massively, you know, out of shape and stuff like that. They're not... I wouldn't exactly say they're the most healthy people, but it's a case of, like, finding those other role models and i think that's where you kind of fit in for a lot of people so a lot of people that you probably coach probably didn't have those sorts of role models growing up they probably yeah. didn't see their parents going to the gym like it, it, at the gym that i train at um there's there's two families now you can call me a bit of shit for, for looking at these people in this way right but there's a family um with a, a dad a mom and like a sort of younger son I, I wouldn't say he's any more than 19 right and they're quite largely built right Big skeletons or whatever you want to call it, right? But no least, such thing as a fat skeleton. Yeah. Well, call it as it is. The fact just is, fat. Yeah. It, fat. At least they're training, right? Yeah, at least hell they're yeah, tra- hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. But then there's, an effort. Then there's another matters. family who actually live pretty close. I've seen them in, in the village I live in, who the the dad is like the Hulk. He is huge, right? He's such a lovely dude as well. And he smiles at everyone in the gym. He's sound. And his two kids also train. I think one of his kids is like a PT as well. And they are in fantastic shape and they look so good and you can tell the difference in the family obviously i'm not judging the the ones who are you know fat 
I'm not judging them because they are training and they are doing something about it, especially as a family. But you just see how that works in terms of role models and stuff. So obviously for you, you are now that role model for a lot of people. So how does it, how does it actually feel to be a role model? Is it a responsibility that you found easy to take on or it's is it a, something that was it's difficult? It's a great responsibility because it obviously gives me more motivation and focus to keep on track because yeah. I've still got the same fucking thoughts as other people. Like, oh, fuck it, why bother? I've still got the thoughts of, you know what, I'd love a packet of fucking Skittles and a Snickers on my desk or whatever. Hmm. I've still got the thoughts of, you know what, I'd just love to go home and not have to cook a healthy meal or, you know, not, not just grab a pizza or whatever. Like, I've still got the thoughts of, oh, you know what, I'd love to just sleep in today and not have to get up and do my morning routine. Like, I still have those thoughts. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, when we call people fat, that's an observation. That's not a judgment. When people get offended by it, it's their ego. It's their ego at play because people are worried that people are judging them. Like, mm-hmm. people do judge, but calling somebody fat is an observation because fat is a body composition. If somebody is fat, they have fat on their body, therefore it's an observational um, experience saying you're fat you know you're carrying excess weight you have fat on your body the problem though is that I know I might be going off topic a little bit here mate but people have this identity that they're fat right mm-hmm. when it's true they have fat but that doesn't define them but unfortunately if they've been fat for a long time they attach it to their identity so they yeah. believe I'm fat I'm a big boy I'm a big girl I'm big boned um, I've always been this way it's the way I was brought up it's my parents I've tried all diets going and I'm just I'm fat I'm fat I'm fat yeah. so they link their identity to that where actually they're not fat they have fat yes. whatever you have you can get rid of you can also gain as well you can gain back so but in answer to your um, question that you just asked there the responsibility of being the role model is added motivation for me and it should be for any parent it should mm. be for anybody in a position where there's somebody else looking up to them. Believe it or not, everybody's a leader in some capacity. Somebody's watching from Oh, yeah, far. 100%. Somebody's watching you online. Your parents are watching you. Your cousins are watching you. Your brothers are watching you, whatever it is. Somebody in your family, a friend or, or peer group is watching you. So you're, you're, you are a leader. But what kind of example are you setting? Because the world is changed by people who lead by example, not by opinion. Mm-hmm. That is how the world's changed, by people who actually lead by example, not by opinion. You should do this. I should do that. That's the way this is. That's the way it should be. Pointing the finger, not seeing the three pointing back at them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what people fail to, to realize. It's always the blame game. I'm fat because of this. I, you know, I can't do it because of that. Well, it would be different if this. But at the end of the day, the world has changed by your example, yeah. not your opinion. Yeah, well, it's funny because I always used to think that I would never have biceps i was proud of mm-hmm. because i was like oh I, I was blaming genetics i was blaming the fact that i couldn't afford more food to gain weight and things like that i was blaming and blaming and blaming constantly but when it's like taking responsibility for that is massive and the next sort of point that i want to make was we were talking earlier about um eating for purpose yeah right so i think one of the reasons obviously going back to my first question is why do people why can't people lose weight is people aren't mindful of their food choices right people will seafood and it's like oh that's my breakfast that's it and it's like cereal they don't even think it's like oh, i've got my crave my cocoa pops my fucking frosties i've got this i've got that that's it my dinner is for most people most people like we like to say don't eat like a fucking adult 
they eat like a pack lunchbox with a sandwich and a mini roll in, right? Or yeah. a Kit Kat. And a baby right? bell. And a baby bell. I do love baby bell. But <laughs> well, it's like... How fucking <laughs> old are you to have a sandwich and a baby bell? Mate, and a fucking yeah, exactly. Bell. Exactly. But it, it just, it raises the point that most people don't eat for purpose. Like I eat, everything I eat is for purpose. Yeah. Everything you eat is for purpose. It's like we said earlier that most people have a very high carb diet. So can you talk about like what a high carb diet actually is and what it does to people? Yeah, so high carb diet is mostly convenience diet. Convenience-based diet, because you can have toast in, in seconds, you can have cereal in seconds, you can have a sandwich in seconds. All this stuff takes seconds to make, like grab-and-go stuff. Yeah, that's a high-carb diet. Um, pasta, you know, f- five, ten minutes on the boil. Mm. Rice, microwavable two minutes. It's all quick. It's high-carb. And you need carbs for energy. You need carbs for your muscle fuel, right? You need carbs. Like, people who have a low-carb diet are usually ratty as fuck, don't have much energy, don't have much strength, and are not nice people to be around yeah. a lot of the time. They're just fucking here. This is why bodybuilders pre-show get so fucking agitated because they're carbon down to get this lean look and they fucking hate their lives like mm. most people on stage. Bodybuilders are a prime example of looking your worst and f- looking your best and feeling your worst. Like you look at somebody who looks in amazing, like for example, on the cover of a men's health magazine, mm. they look amazing, right? But I guarantee they feel like shit yeah. because they've carved down, they've stripped the water to get that lean, tucked in look and everything. And they likely, most likely feel like crap. They look great, but feel like crap. So yeah. there's, um, that's kind of a little bit on the side, but the high carb diet is just a convenience based diet. And again, we're talking about this convenience will always win. But yeah. the question is, how can we make a healthy lifestyle more convenient? Exactly. Yeah. How but, can we do that? And, and people do like I do. It doesn't take me long. It takes long, a little bit longer than what it would to eat shite, a mm-hmm. little bit. But providing you've planned and you've prepped and you've done enough um, preparation to be able to dedicate yourself an extra five minutes here or whatever, then you can make it happen. I make it happen every day. I eat clean 90% of the week yeah. and it doesn't take up much more of my time to do so. It's just been a little bit excuse me being a little bit more mindful being a little bit more convenient a little bit more conscious sorry of what you're choosing and what you're eating yeah 100 percent. and i think we spoke as well like so i added up um i'm not gonna we don't name names on this podcast right but i added up someone close to me i added their daily protein intake right they've been going to the gym for a while i added up their daily protein intake and guess what it was about 25 grams daily which is nothing like what what's the actual formula for how much protein should be taken in is it like a gram per kilo of body weight something like that? Uh, a gram per pound of body weight but that's that's depending on the person like right. if you've got somebody who doesn't train at all who sits down all day who does very little then that would probably be too much protein for them mm-hmm. so maybe like a pound per kilo mm-hmm. so like if they're a hundred kilo person they'd take 50 grams um, oh, sorry, 100, um, sorry, the 100 kilo person that take 100 grams of protein. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, one gram per pound of body weight is quite excessive. Mm. So like 100 kilo per, I think 100 kilos would be something like 212 pounds or something like that. So that's a fucking yeah, lot, a lot of protein, protein yeah. for somebody who's 100 kilos. I mean, I weigh 85. I'm not a small guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a large guy as per se as well. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm just lean. So for me, but because I train six days a week, I'm an Olympic lifter, I lift heavy, I push my body through quite a lot. Um, I have a lot of muscle breakdown, which I need more protein for growth and repair. So my protein levels are gonna be much higher than those of someone who say, just walks to work or um, just doesn't really do any kind of strenuous workout, just kind of walks to the bus or something like that. But for the average person, 
for every kilo of body weight, I would say get a gram of protein um, to start. And if you find that's not enough and you're not making, you're not repairing enough, you're not making enough gains, then up that to one and a half mm. for every kilo and then two for every kilo. So my goal daily would be around 160 because, again, I'm 85 kilos. Yeah, so I, think mine's, I think mine's 70. just under yours. Like, funny enough, you're about two foot taller than me. And uh, we wear the same <laughs> as well, which is funny. Um, but, yeah, it, it is incredible how people don't really pay much attention to their food. Like, I would, I'll would, i go out for food with some people, and it's like, it is just pure carbs. Like, it's garlic bread for starters, then it's pasta for mains, and then it's fucking cake. And it's like, where's the protein? Where's the substance? Where's the nutrients? Yeah, you can go out and enjoy yourself, but just... I find it so much more enjoyable with food when I know I'm getting something more than just good feelings from eating that food. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know I'm getting the protein that I need, the carbs that I need, there's some veg in there, there's something to it other than just, mmm, give me something that has a lot of salt or sugar and shit in. Yeah. Like, obviously, you still treat yourself and stuff, don't you? Like, yeah. you're not that restricted. People do think that people who lift weights and look fantastic just don't touch sugar, don't touch carbs, don't yeah. touch this, like... Well, I do, like, every, usually every Friday night and Saturday night. Like, I'll have fish and chips and some chocolate on Friday night, and then I'll train Saturday morning, and then Saturday night I might go out for a three-course meal. Yeah. And I'll have whatever the fuck I want on that three-course meal. But the but rest... you earned of, that, though, is Yeah, it? exactly, but the rest of the week is spot on. The rest mm-hmm. of the week is really good. It's it's greens, it's high protein, it's, you know, um, hardly any processed food. It's enough carbs to keep me going, but not too much where I feel bloated and sluggish. Um. And we there's a there's a phrase that says train for sanity not vanity. Yeah. And th- like I said at the start, like people get into the gym or get into running or get into some kind of physical activity and and health routine because ultimately they want to look better. They want to be a little bit more vain. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking pride in your appearance. But eventually they start to realize when they lose a few pounds and they feel better in the clothes and they're getting a bit better in their performance, they start to realize actually my mind needs this more than my body. So this is why you should train for sanity not vanity. Because you train to feel sane, then you'll benefit and gain along the way. Now, like the same process with food is that you shouldn't want to eat food. And I mean Mm. that like quite literally as in you should want to consume nutrition. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean you need to analyze everything that goes in your body. And it's not about being obsessed. It's about being conscious. Like you have have two things. You have a pizza on one hand. You have a, a chicken salad on the other. Obviously, you're aware the chicken salad's a healthier option. Now, you might think the pizza is going to fill us more. The pizza's going to the pizza's going to make me feel um, like I've really ate something. I'll be more hungry if I have the salad, which is actually often not true. Mm. You'll be less hungry if you have the salad because it's got more fiber in and stuff, you know, and it's got more nutritious food. And if it's a high protein salad, it'll keep you full for longer, etc. Now, you know that there might be two thousand calories in the pizza. And there might be three to four hundred in the salad. Yes. So you could eat three, four, five salads for that one pizza. But what's more, we look at it in terms of taste and convenience. And most of us live our lives for taste and convenience. And that is not a good way to live it. No. Nutritious, healthy food. Nutritious, healthy food. Or taste and convenience. Now, there's no reason why that chicken salad can't be made really healthy, nutritious, tasty and convenient oh yeah 100% like you could put some leaves in from a pre uh, already made salad from Morrison's you could get a cooked chicken put that on you could sprinkle a little bit olive oil over squeeze a lemon pink sea salt you could even maybe um, spruce it up with some sliced grapes or some dry cranberries and a few seeds I really like like putting uh, mangoes uh, mango fingers in my salad like think about that you can put all kinds in it but all people say is chicken and vegetables or chicken and um, 
leaves. Yeah. That is fucking boring. It's no fucking wonder you choose the pizza for taste and convenience because that's just boring. You're, you're eating it like, oh, I don't fucking taste. You want to have taste to it. But the problem is people are not experimenting enough because we always just cycle the same seven foods yeah, all the much. time. Pretty much the same seven foods all the time. We might have something different on Friday night, but all, almost all the time we'll cycle the same seven foods. But what if you change those same seven foods for seven clean, healthy options that you really liked and you really knew how to do, but people are just not giving it enough time yeah. to experiment and say, you know what, I can make this. And the more you make it, the quicker you get it making it, the more convenient you find it as well, because whatever we focus on, we'll find. I'm always looking for healthy food. So no matter where I fucking am in the country, I'll find it. I'll yeah. Google it. I'll look <laughs> for it. I'll like, where's the Sainsbury's? I can go and get something healthy in Sainsbury's. I know how to spruce up a salad. So where, or where can I go that healthy food near me? And I'll look for the local deli that does the healthy option or whatever. Yeah, It's like having those recipes. It's having that like ammunition in mind. Like, okay, well, I can't have this right now. I don't have access to this. What do I have access to yeah. that I can also eat healthy? Because yeah. most people are just like, well, I'd, I know what's healthy. Salad. Don't have access to salad. I'm going to have a fucking pizza. It's like, no, there's other stuff that's also healthy. Yeah, and the issue with that is, is I mean, there's no harm in doing that every now and again. Sometimes, like, literally, if, if we're in the middle of nowhere, for example, and I've got to get a sandwich, mm. then I'll just fucking get a sandwich off. I'm at a course all day. And I, yeah. let's say I haven't brought me, me food, which sometimes I just, I don't bother taking food with us because I'm like, I know I'll have a great breakfast. If I, if I get some shitty food during the day, all right, I'll have it. And then you know what? The next meal is the most important. This is where people go wrong is they'll have a shit lunch because they couldn't find anything healthy. Oh, fuck it then. It's, it's, it's Thursday. I've <laughs> fucked me diet now because I had a slice of pizza. Yeah. So you know what I'll do now? I'll start on Monday when you know what the most important meal is? The next one. Not breakfast. Not breakfast. The next one. So, oh, shit, I fucked me breakfast up. All right, well, what about lunch? Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, fuck me lunch up. Right, okay, so get something healthy for tea. Oh, fuck me tea up. I was in Noel. Okay, have something healthy for breakfast. Like, it's always the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, if I have, let's say I have, there's pe- let's say there's pizza, spring rolls, and um, chocolate cake for lunch at this course that I might be on, <laughs> right? Whether it might be Manchester, this Birmingham. This doesn't sound like one of your usual yeah, courses. To go but on. like, I go on de- lots of different business courses and shit, right? So sometimes the, the, the nutrition isn't good. But let's say it's there. You know what? I'll have it. I'll, I'll just say, you know what? When I leave here and I go for me even a meal, I need something nutritious. So straight away, I'll be like, right, where can I get some vegetables and some decent yeah. protein? Because my mind's always on the next one. It doesn't matter that it's fucked up that one. It's right, the next one. It's like the person who misses the gym on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then because it's Thursday, they think, well, I might as well just start on Monday. Well, no, why don't you just fucking start on Thursday morning? Yeah, you can do morning. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday if you yeah, exactly. really... You know, that's what annoys me as well, when, whether we're talking about food or fitness. It's just people's sheer lack of fucking discipline when it comes to anything. Yeah. The only thing most people are disciplined in is brushing their teeth and checking their phone 700 times a day. That's literally the most people are disciplined. And it's like, you don't... Like, people might listen to your story and go, oh, well, I could never be as disciplined as Luke. Yes, you fucking could. It just takes a little bit of effort in the beginning to get to that stage where you can, you know, whether you want to look like Luke or not, doesn't matter. You can still eat like him very quite easily. I would say it's quite easy to get in your routine. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much time at all. You might be looking at extra 10 to 15 minutes a day, maybe, yeah. of preparation and, and compared w- to most. One thing that really, like, cries me as well, so I used to used to work with someone, I'm not going to mention, but I used to work with her, and she, she would always be like, oh, I'll eat this now, and I'll burn it off, right? Yeah. Sounds like a logical mindset, right? But do you know, like, I could walk on a treadmill, so I've, I've, I've roughly worked this out. So I walk on a treadmill, if I do a slight incline, slight speed, not po- not too much power walking, but just a slight walk for mm-hmm. 10 minutes, I'll burn about 50 to 60 calories. That's it. That's not even a Kit Kat. 
that's 10 minutes. Most people are thinking, oh, I'll walk for half an hour and I'll burn off like mm-hmm. an entire day's worth of fucking chocolate yeah. cake. And do you know what I mean? It's like, you have no idea how hard it is to actually burn off calories to yeah. an extent that you can go, oh, well, I can eat this and burn it off. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I want to know what other things like that have you heard from people like your clients in the past that have been like, oh, well, this myth, this myth, this worked out for me, this yeah. didn't, blah, blah, blah. But I like the one that you've said about, uh, I'll burn this off because people, people, grossly misunderestimate how many calories they're consuming and how much they actually burn during a workout. Now, if you're a marathon runner, yeah, you can take that approach because you, in a, if you run a marathon, you burn 10,000 calories. You're not consuming 10,000 calories no. in, in one day. No fucking way, unless you're a strong man. Or, or the rock and you, who eats pancakes stack. And, and you, you, you live, you know, you're 18, 19 stone of muscle. You're not consuming 10,000 calories. So... People grossly underestimate or overestimate um, how many calories they think they're going to burn. Yeah. Like, um, if you burn, like, a chocolate cake in 10 minutes, you'd be fucking dead. Like, just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you burn calories that fast, you would just waste away to nothing. There'd be but no obesity. On, the, on the, the subject of calories, like, it is really, really difficult to consume 3,000 calories of clean food. Mm. It is fucking hard to do that. Like, I try and get that for most days, and it's difficult to get in because I'm eating a lot of food. During mm. one day, if you look at my meals, you're like, that's a lot of food. But to consume 3,000 calories of shit, one pizza, two chocolate bars. Mm. One Domino's pizza and a couple of big chocolate bars. You'll be near 3,000. Yeah. Madness. It's fucking unbelievable, like, some, how many calories are in shit food because of the oils and the sugars and the fats and everything. Like, it's so easy to over-consume shit food. So people have this misconception that I'll burn it off. But will you? Like, will you really? And it's not just what... It's not just, again, about the weight. Like, yes, we're in an epidemic. Yes, people. most people need to lose a few pounds to feel better. But more important than weight, I think, is health. And it's what it's doing to your insides. It's what it's doing to your mental health. It's what it's doing to your brain health. It's mm. what it's doing to your cravings. Like, we know the more sugar we have, the more we crave. Yeah, like this initial restriction period that people go through, yes, it's hard. But once you push through, you know, a few days or a few weeks, you start to crave things less. Your body gets used to it. Your brain says, I don't need this anymore. But yeah. it's like a drug addict. When we get the fix, we want more, we want more, we want more, we want more, yeah? It's not even like that. Like, you could, you could literally call people and be like, it's like a baby with a bottle. Like, it's a baby being weaned off a bottle. Like, that's what most people are like, oh, I can't have chocolate. It's like, what are you, a baby with a milk bottle? Like, just grow up and eat some fucking salad. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like... Well, people just self, self-soothe. self People self-soothe because it, it usually it reminds them. Obviously, it's a comfort thing. Mm-hmm. But it reminds them often of being a child. Like, most people's food issues come from when they were younger. Yeah. They had a grandparent or a parent who, when they were... Um, feeling bad, they made them eat. They gave them nice food. They yeah. they were a feeder, as they say. Like my mum was a feeder, and they felt good and comforted and wanted, and they got a lot out of that. But likewise, if they also did something good, and they were celebrating, what would they do? Go out for food, make a nice meal, feed, no matter what, whether you're low or whether you're high. Yeah. Food is the reward, like all the time. Do something good, get a reward. Feel like shit, something bad happens you know feed you with food to make you feel validated again yeah, yeah, yeah so this all comes from my childhood and that's hard to get away from because that's again an identity shift like we take that into our own lives and we think if i don't have that then how am i going to fill that void 
And being adults now, we can fill that void with alcohol, we can fill that void with drugs, which we didn't have access to when we were children, and they can give us, again, a quick buzz, a quick fix, a quick release. But when it comes to exercise and diet, like that's not a quick fix. You don't get an immediate return from that. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy, it takes discipline. Yeah. And that when that goes unexpressed for a long time, we become what many would call lazy, right? And, and laziness is just basically valuing something else more highly. It's not, well, nobody's inherently lazy. Like we like to brand ourselves that because that's what we feel it is. But ultimately we just don't value the other behavior yeah. highly enough to do it. It's also an easy scapegoat. Oh, I'm just naturally lazy. I've never been this way. It's not me. It's like, if, if, if somebody says to me, it's not me, I want to slap them because I was not someone that, I skipped PE as many times as I could. I would yeah, avoid too. bringing my PE kid. I didn't want to sweat. I don't want anything physical. I didn't care. I just wanted to go home and play games, right? Me I used too. to say being into fitness is not me. Mm-hmm. Look me. where I ended the fuck up. Yeah, you know I mean? me too. Yes, me too. I was picked last on sports day. Same, bro. I was like <laughs> the most uncoordinated guy ever. You could have like thrown me this bottle like that, and I would have like just missed it yeah. and went away. You know what I mean? Like, fair enough. My catching skills are still not that great, <laughs> but they're a hell of a lot better than what they were. Yeah. But anything that required ball skills, hand skills physical strength, um, endurance, I was fucking useless. I wanted mm. to go home and play it on me fucking 64 as well, on me PlayStation as well. Uh, that's yeah. all I wanted to do. Like, I was a bit of a geek, and I was absolutely shocking at sports. Yeah. It, so that was me, yeah. growing up as well. It's funny, there was, there's a, there's a, you know, and you only get those memories from your childhood and school away. You just, they stick with you, and you're not sure why. This one stuck with me for years. So it was, I, we were doing it, we used to have a, um, we was, it was a sports college I went to, <laughs> funny enough. And uh, we had this big field outside, like a proper full-size massive field. And um, the we used to do like sprints around it and stuff. And we had to do it within a time limit and stuff. And Mr. Stevenson, I remember him, was like at the finish line and everyone would go past him and stuff. And I remember he like, I just basically walked. As soon as he, I was out of sight, I just walked for most of it, right? But then I got to the finish line, he chivied us on. And like, as I was running, you know, and then I full on managed to sprint because I just wanted to get it over with. I just full on sprint as fast as I could over the finish line. And, and he looked at us and he was like, if you've got that sprint in you, that last bit, what have you been doing this whole time? And I was like telling myself the whole time I was going around that track, I'm lazy, I'm not fit, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'll just walk it because I'm just this way, right? But really, I had it in us all along. I just needed that little bit of spurt and a little bit of like, you know, I could see it first in order to get around it. And that just sticks with me that I was like that way inclined back then. So I remember that every time I'm lifting and stuff like that, I'm like, if I could bust out another rep, I can definitely bust out another rep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're all more capable than we think of. Yeah. Much more capable. We, we like, use 30 40% of our capacity. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. So I did say I wanted to keep this as a short one, and we've got thir- th- we've gone 34 minutes as well. We were like, let's do a 20-minute episode. Why not? But uh, just to run up, I want to know, like, what off the top of your head, what is sort of the biggest myth people have when it comes to food? What, what do people say to you that you just, like, that's bullshit don't listen to that when it comes to food people's biggest problem something that you hear frequently that you like want to shake people out of like what is it that people come to you with food and you just find yourself repeating the same shit over and over and over again quite a lot of things to be fair i think probably the biggest thing that holds people back is their belief that they'll never be able to stick to a you know use the word diet and and i just Mm -hmm. mean a healthy eating routine long term yeah. I think that's probably the biggest 
dis- like belief that they'll never be able to stick with long term. They'll do it for a while, then they'll stop. Yeah. They'll do it for a while, then they'll stop. They'll lose a bit of weight, then they'll stop, then they'll feel like shit. They'll just go for a few months or a few years of being fat, then they'll go back and they'll feel great for a bit, and then they'll stop. And then no, it's temporary. And have this idea that it's temporary. So I think that's probably the biggest thing is believing that they cannot stick to it. Right. But again, that that's there's a lot of mindset work needs to go in that. There's a lot of discipline that needs to be applied by the person. There's also the we need people need to find the right coach. They need to find the right person that they resonate with who has the results in their life that they want to see. Not the mom or the fucking teacher or even the doctor. Because hmm. sometimes the white coat syndrome is I need to go to the doctor when I've got a problem. Granted, maybe you do. But there's other people apart from doctors who are more specialized yes. in things like emotional eating or getting you in shape. Like, if you need to lose weight, you probably shouldn't be going to a doctor. You probably should be booking a personal trainer or a nutritionist. Yeah, I know fat doctors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you want you sort out. I mean, fair enough, if you've got an infection, you go and see the doctor, you might need antibiotics. So if you've got a serious issue with your health, go and see your doctor or your physician. Like, it's important. Go and see the professional. But, you know, a lot of people just put so much effort and emphasis on the way it's always been done yes, or the way it's always been for them and their family when actually sometimes we just need somebody to break the trend. Find the right coach, find the right mentor, find the right person, the right voice that resonates with you, that you think, you know, and be, I think the biggest thing is when people say, think that they can't keep it up long term, they have this closed mindset, they have a fixed mindset, always be coachable. Like all the time Mm. I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to be wrong. Always be a student. Yeah, but be willing to be wrong. And that's, mm. I think, people's biggest downfall is that they want to be right. And often, when it, they do a diet and it works and they stick with it for a bit, then they fall back. They're proving themselves right by saying, I told you so. I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> and that they, they get voice, that little yeah. smug superiority of being right, even though it's fucking them up. They're right. And if something proves them wrong, they might not be able to believe it. It's a change in their identity. It's too much. So they'll go back to what they know because at least they're right. Yep. And when they know it's certain and they know it's safe and they know it's 100%, then we feel secure. And that's a powerful place to be when you're certain. Everyone craves certainty to a high standard. So when mm-hmm. that's given, it's hard to resist. Even if that does involve saying, I knew I was right. I knew I couldn't keep it up. I'm fucking useless me. But hey, now you're back to comfort. Now you're back to ease. You're three stone heavier. You're back to ease, but at least you were right. <laughs> at least you were right. Yeah, and this is people we get, and some people get, you know, quietly smug and feel superior yeah. from that, and that's a, a, fr- a frightening place to be because ultimately, when you're when you're just talking, we'll 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 end it on this. When you're talking about being out of shape, not necessarily being fat, although that does come into it, but just being out of shape, unhealthy. When yeah. you're playing with your health, you're playing with your life. And it's a fucking serious game. You don't have to take it serious all the time and be be a hundred percent with your calories and your macros and and you know you must stop drinking entirely and you must stop eating shit and stop chocolate. You don't have to be all this strict, strict, strict. But you do have to have some guidelines, and you do have to have some fucking strong rules for yourself. Not only that, you have to understand that if you don't get your health on track, you could fucking die. And yep. that's the just the truth. That's the unfortunate truth people don't realize is you might be unhealthy and overweight for two decades but you don't want to get 20 years later and find you've got cancer it's irreversible but it could have been had your choices been different 10 years ago that's the last thing you want to do so make a change now while you can before it becomes too late yeah absolutely what a fucking closing statement that was (laughs) so luke for anyone listening who wants to get in touch with you or wants to find out more about what you do where can they find you 
uh, at Luke John Harrison on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And to get a free copy of my audiobook, superchargedaudio.com. Fantastic, guys. Head over to that website, give Luke a follow, and as always, keep supporting this podcast. We're fairly new at this point in recording, so we're still getting things going, but uh, I hope to bring you some more fantastic guests. So I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.